0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And David Bowie with Axe, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102.
1: Hey, how about that uh, new Thursday night football from Amazon Prime, huh?
0: I actually didn't watch a damn bit of it. I did. I'd like to talk about it a little bit. Interesting right. sure. Interesting presentation. Different kind of thing going on. We're going to talk about uh, Sunday's game against the uh, Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers with uh, Bill Hillgrave. Hillgrove. I should say. The, uh, the Steel was broadcaster. He'll be uh, joining us after 8 o'clock. And also Joel Holkstra from the Trans Siberian Orchestra. They got uh, shows coming around the area. We'll tell you all about that
2: and uh, a whole lot more this morning. All right. Sounds like a party. Does it sound like a party? Well, I guess. Does it feel like a party? We don't have any free food or drinks. Oh, well, we should have some charcuterie in the lobby. There you go. <laughs> it's
0: just about 5.35. We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And Pink Floyd with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. And that operator. And the operator. Uh,
1: I guess they had to try a few different ones before they got the right lady on that when they were recording.
0: Well, you know, it's so hard to get an operator now. To go. you got Lily Tomlin? Yeah. Is that how they got? Yeah, yeah. there you go.
1: Yeah, she would have been better.
0: Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house.
2: Somehow you... Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. Well, CNN says Tom Brady and Giselle Bunston are indeed suffering marital issues and are currently, quote, living separately.
1: See, what did we say about a week or ten days ago when I saw that Star magazine... When I was going through the checkout line of the grocery store.
0: All right. Okay, yes, you're absolutely right. Star Magazine is a, is correct almost 99% <laughs> of the time, but it's the football season. He's in Tampa. She's not. Yeah. Of course they're living
2: separately. It's mm. the football season. Uh, in an interview that was just published this week, Giselle said she had concerns about Tom coming out of retirement. Quote, This is a very violent sport, and I have my children, and I would like to, uh, him to be more present. I have definitely had those conversations with him over and over again. But ultimately, I feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy, too. Uh-huh. That's, uh, that's kind of like a... That means get your ass back home.
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, I think you'll find this is probably going to be the last season.
2: Hey, uh, you know, if Giselle is uh, kind of lonely or anything... Uh, huh.
0: Yeah, you'd be the perfect rebound for her.
2: Well, hey, uh, I'm just saying, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Hey, listen, I won't I, I won't stand
2: in your way. I'd like to get my boots in. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Steve wouldn't be going off to practices or games. That's right. Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols says the rest of the band has approved several requests for the use of the song God Save the Queen, and he is not happy. He thinks it's distasteful for them to be capitalizing on Queen Elizabeth's deaths. Johnny Rotten thinks something is distasteful.
3: Hmm.
0: Actually, you know what? Uh, I give him credit. The guy is at least consistent. Yeah. You know, I mean, he speaks his mind. By the way, I'll be uh, talking to the bass player of his other band, Public Image Limited, Jaw Wobble, in Baxi's <laughs> musical podcast on Monday. Jaw Wobble? Are you, you going to ask him all about it? His real name is John Wardle, but Sid Vicious <laughs> couldn't pronounce his name. <laughs> and said it was ja wobble, nice. and that was his nickname. The guy's actually had a tremendous career,
2: really good interview. That's pretty cool. Did, it's very cool. you going to ask him about the, uh, what do you think of the guys in the other band that uh, were doing I this? do
0: ask him about the, uh, the miniseries about the Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. which he loved.
2: So we'll talk about uh, that and more. Uh, during an interview on In-Depth with Graham Benzinger, who is that? He is the son of Mr. and Mrs. Benzinger. I was going to say, who is that? He said a dentist told him, the nerves in his teeth are almost exposed, not to mention there's also chemicals in glass. Quote, the chemical that they use to make glass is also going into your body, so not the best idea.
0: His nerves in his teeth are exposed. He's he's, been, he's his
2: smile eat. must look like a, like a toothbrush. Because he's been eating all that glass. David's... You know,
1: when, when Steve said that, I immediately, like, checked with my tongue, like, oh, How's how are mine doing? Well, you're
2: not eating so much glass every day.
1: No, but you never know. I mean, I was
2: up to a a two-window-a-day habit for (laughs) many years. You know, there was a guy
1: for the New York Jets years ago. Mike Battle was his name. He was like one of those guys that used to go down on the suicide squad on the kickoff teams and like, you know, Mm -hmm. try and tackle the other guys on the kickoff there. And he used to eat glass on a regular basis as like a
0: tough guy thing. Yeah. How'd that work out for him? I, he was a good special teams guy for the Jets for a few years. You know, you do have to
2: digest that at some point. I guess. Uh, can't you have a heart of glass? Isn't that what Blondie's saying about That's not him? what I'm concerned of. David's metabolism and short-term memory have taken a hit due to the stress his various stunts have put his body through, and he said there may be other residual effect he doesn't know about yet. Since David is the father to an 11-year-old daughter, he's a bit more cautious now, and he goes, the way I approach things is very different and very calculated.
0: So it's only now that he's starting to feel a sense of responsibility.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Well, sometimes after uh, years and years of abusing your body Listen, with glass. I want to
0: vomit if I got an eggshell in my scrambled eggs. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, the idea of putting a piece of glass in my mouth
2: is. No, thank you. There's going to be a screening of The Princess Bride with Carrie Elwes in uh, Denver, Colorado on December 10th. He'll be sharing stories and signing copies of his book tickets go on sale today. Inconceivable. Ha. See ah. what you did there. What? What I do? What yeah, what did you do? <laughs> Kim Kardashian and Scott Disick are being sued for $40 million for promoting a contest that's allegedly just a scam to get people's personal information so it can be sold to advertisers. How about that? Uh-huh. How so, much do
0: they uh, get for that?
2: Well, they get a lot of money, but they're being uh, sued for $40 million. Ooh, jeez. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, I wonder if they can have it. They've been promoting this contest for a company called Curated Businesses. Supposedly, people can win awesome prizes in these contests, including a three-night stay in a Beverly Hills hotel, and even $100,000 in cash. Woo-hoo! But the plaintiffs, who have all entered and not won, say they've been, quote, invaded by hundreds of advertisers, some of which are soliciting the plaintiffs with potentially offensive and unwanted content. I guess. Gee, uh, who would have thought that a Kardashian was running some sort of scam? I sure hope they can produce $40 million when they write that big fat check. I certainly hope so, too. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Woman King is out this weekend. Your limited release options include a David Bowie documentary, the John Hamm Fletch reboot, and a Sam Rockwell comedic murder mystery called See How They Run.
0: That uh, Bowie documentary is supposed to be
2: fantastic. Mm-hmm. Where? Everything I've read said it's unbelievable. Is that Moonlight Daydream is that what yep. that is? And it's in the theaters now, but it won't hit HBO Max until uh, March. It says I'll wait it out. Yeah, I don't. And, and the Fletch thing, I, I don't know. Why are we rebooting this? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing that? I, I really don't know. Just to get
1: back at Chevy Chase. He's got a lot of haters in Hollywood. <laughs> it's, it's nothing.
2: He doesn't have any likers. <laughs> no, That's no, his problem. Right, yeah. Well, who? Do, yeah. Who doesn't like? Uh... Nobody likes him. Yeah. He's got got a horrible reputation. I like him. I. Yeah, th- but you don't
0: know him. You're not hanging <laughs> out with him. People well, who know him have spent time with him. They don't like the guy.
2: Even Belushi and Aykroyd never liked that guy. From the beginning. Oh, well, hey, I, I I separate the art from the artist. I you? don't Good. like like the comedy portion of him. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. I don't want to have, I don't want him coming over to my house hanging a garage door on the weekend. And I'll blame you. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah uh, Are the right? I don't know if they'll
1: take it. There it is. Colin Cow heard from Fox on the Slow Newsday Podcast. Bill Belichick.
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint. Cabot stains plus rock solid painting advice and expertise
0: hey good morning sports fans how the heck are you as many of you know i happen to be a longtime fan of the green bay packers and as such i rarely am one to be critical of my favorite team or any of their current or former players does that make me a hypocrite i sure hope so but when it comes to a legendary football player a hall of famer if you will committing an act of fraud with such total disregard to the people that he is defrauding that I am compelled to gently take off my foam rubber cheese head and make the following statement, and that is this, Brett Favre is a world-class dirtbag. Yes, that's right, you heard me correctly. The man is a ground-slithering, morally vacant piece of human garbage. As some of you may have heard, Brett Favre is being sued by the state of Mississippi for allegedly misusing state welfare funds to build a volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi, where I should point out his daughter plays volleyball. This week a series of text messages were released between Brett Favre and former Governor Phil Bryant who helped arrange these alleged payments. The problem is that the primary source of the money comes from the state's welfare program to the tune of five million dollars. Folks, if I were to compare what's worse, sending pictures of your penis to a female New York Jets sideline reporter or taking away funding from a program that allows people to feed and shelter their families in the poorest state in the country, I almost have to say that this is worse. You're not just illegally taking money to build a volleyball stadium, you're taking food directly out of the mouths of some of the most poorest and most vulnerable people in America so that your adorable, privileged little, little sweetheart can bump, set, and spike in a world-class facility at a school that none of these welfare recipients could possibly afford to attend. In other words, Fred Favre is a scumbag. And despite my unwavering loyalty to his former team, what he is alleged to have done in Mississippi is as inexcusable as it is morally disgusting. Combine that with a gallery of inappropriate d and I think we can all figure out what kind of guy we're talking about here. And it ain't good. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Put in your PJs on. It's almost time for bed. That's what you say when your lawn is uh, ready to go this time of year. And go dormant. Before you tuck it in and go to Rocky's Ace Hardware for Scott's Winter Guard, the fall lawn food that's on sale all month long at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch.
2: Three for a high today. Tomorrow, 72. It's uh, 43 right now. By the way, uh, great hot tub weather. I took, I took a soak when Yeah, I got up this morning. I wore a
0: light jacket to work today because it was so cold. It was oh. 44 degrees. Got to get a hot tub, my friend. I'd still have to wear a, a light jacket to work. You want
2: to go for a soak? You want to yeah. go for a soak? Uh, sure. I wouldn't, yeah. mind, I wouldn't
0: mind a dip.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, Is we, it, sh- we just, should all yeah. go together. Is yeah. That wrong? Yeah, well, it's like, uh, you know, a team building kind of thing, right? Yeah, Turkish bathhouse
4: kind all of thing. Right. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> Very good. So last night, the uh, brand new Thursday night football presentation by Amazon Prime. It's a whole new thing. I I was mesmerized by just the opening credits alone. A whole different way to present a football game, in my opinion.
0: I uh, I, I got to be honest. I actually didn't watch it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was kind of uh, swept up at the moment of my birthday. Actually, and, ah. by, and, and by that, I mean, I was in bed by 8 o'clock. So. <laughs> right. Well,
1: it, in any case, look, you know, NBC's got games. Uh, you know, we've seen ESPN's coverage, uh, ABC, CBS, Fox, they all have that. But this is a whole different thing on Amazon Prime. If you watched the opening, you know what I'm talking about. Weird, cool, like uh, kind of cartoon like graphics. And mm-hmm. they used, I know you'll probably hate this, Steve. They used Foreigners. Feels like the first time. Why would I hate that?
0: Well, because it's a song we play a lot. Well, he doesn't hate every song that we play, just uh, just that one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, in any case, it was great. I thought it was a perfect use of that classic rock song. You know, feels you know, like, like the first time Amazon Prime doing a Thursday night game for the first time with really cool cartoon graphics to open the show. It
2: feels like the first time we're doing the show because you don't know me at all.
1: I don't. I, you know, well, that's why we're doing the hot tub, man. That's yeah, right. that's why yeah, we're going to yeah. have that yeah. soak. We get I, close to each
3: other. I,
0: I was looking online today because I wanted to find out what people's reactions were. Yep. And the, the number one complaint about the mm-hmm. Amazon coverage mm-hmm. where all the people that were accepting phone calls from their elderly parents trying to figure out how to watch the game last <laughs> yes. night on yes. on television. It's like how do you I don't know if you've ever had to explain to someone who is elderly mm-hmm. how to use technology mm-hmm. while you're on the phone with them, right. not actually being there and guiding them through it. Yep. It's virtually impossible. And and, and, and to, to be I used to be my uh, my my uh, my ex uh uh, mother-in-law's uh, IT guy from a thousand miles away, and it had to be the most frustrating thing just to just to get her to, to, to find where to go to get her email. It, yeah. it, and, and I can't imagine trying to walk someone elderly through yeah. the process of downloading Or signing up for Amazon Prime. I'm close to being elderly, and I lucked out because
1: I cut the cord about a year ago, and I have Amazon Prime just by coincidence. So I didn't have to budge a muscle. I just clicked on the app, and I got the game. Um, Jeff Bezos was there, even though he's no longer associated with Amazon, right? Didn't he sell Amazon? He, he, I mean, or does he still own a, a stake he, in he, it?
0: I, he owns a stake in it. I mean, he's he, believe me, he's not walking away yeah. from from anything.
1: Right. So he, they showed him quite often last night sitting right next to Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, in yeah. the big suite upstairs there. And he had like a hot looking Asian girlfriend
0: right by his side as well. Um, they're paying $67 million mm-hmm. per game for this thing. Yep. I mean it's an extraordinary amount of money. I mean I realize Bezos has got it. But in order to get the rights per game right. for this season. That's, it's 67 million a year uh, uh, per game.
2: How disgusting that is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, and they
2: 67 paid, million dollars and to you're watch paying, a
0: football
1: game.
2: And yeah. you're
0: paying almost $130 a yeah. year. To, for, to
2: enjoy it. Right. Which is ridiculous.
1: I agree. And the announcers are getting exorbitant fees. Kirk Herbstreet, yeah. the color commentator, is like $12 million per year. And by the way, he stinks as a color commentator. He's pretty good on the set of like college game day and stuff like that. But calling a game and providing color commentary? Horrible.
0: Well, it's just, I mean, it's his first time. But mm. you know, you, got, you yeah. got Al Michaels, who's nothing but maybe the greatest of all time, he was, in he my was opinion. Solid. He was solid. Yep. Dude is totally mm. solid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... You know, you're, you're not going to necessarily, you know, you're not going to necessarily drag over Tony Romo or, uh, you know, any or, you know, Troy Aikman over there. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I mean, they've, they've got big, fat contracts, too. Right. I did enjoy the halftime show, portions of it anyway, especially
1: those involving Ryan Fitzpatrick with his huge beard. I, I kind of liked watching him do that. But the thing that struck me about the Amazon Prime coverage of Thursday Night Football is all the promos for Amazon Prime. I mean, I know when you watch a game on Fox, you get a lot of promos for Fox shows or CBS, you get a lot of CBS promos for CBS things, Mm -hmm. but it just seemed like the entire thing was full of Amazon Prime, Amazon
2: Prime. It's like, you know, there's nothing else in the universe. Well, they probably didn't, I mean, how much advertising do you sell for a game like that when you you own (laughs) the the platform? (laughs) Right,
0: right. You you better damn well come up with something because you got $67 million Mm -hmm. to come up with. Yep. But you know, I mean, the funny part about it is if you're watching that game on Amazon Prime, you don't really need to see any commercials for Amazon Prime, right? You already have it. kind of kind of a good point. i mean it, it's 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 not like, it's not like they're trying to sell you something you don't already own. But Bezos doesn't care. He's like, "Yeah, keep giving them the Amazon Prime stuff." Yeah, but you know It's a
1: redundant message. That, it's, but, it's totally redundant. But but Bex, that's what advertising is all about. They always say that adage that, you know, you, you need to have frequency yeah, but, but in but order Dave, to reach we, the audience. But,
0: but that's not my point. Yeah. My my point is you're selling something mm-hmm. to people that they already have. Sure. It's like uh it, you know, I mean, it it's not like you can go out and buy a better version of Amazon Prime. It's mm. not like you can go and buy a yeah. second Amazon Prime. You've already got it. You're basically selling something that people already don't need because they're
2: using it to see your message. Right. I uh, found out uh, just this past week how hard it is to cancel one of the, you know, they'd say, hey, uh, click this and you get a free seven-day subscription yep. for it. Oh. So I signed up. I can't remember what movie it was my kids wanted to watch but it was like stars or something. Okay. And it says free trial for 7 days if you push this thing mm-hmm. and uh, you know. So what I do when I when I if I ever do something like that I always set a reminder on my phone the day before it expires to, to remind me yeah. to cancel the thing. Mm-hmm. So Saturday comes up and I see the thing it says cancel stars so I I go on to Amazon. You know how hard it was to find where it was oh, to yeah. turn off the the <laughs> auto renew <laughs> you can't just do it on the app they make you go to the web based mm-hmm. version of amazon yeah. in order to do it sure. because why you know cuz everybody has the app yep or most people do there's right. there's probably more people using an app than they are using a desktop version and uh i had to like google it and like do some research to find and it was this little thing you have to go into your account and there's this one little category that says turn off auto renew F- only for that product though yeah. it's not turning off auto renew for everything else that you do Just it only for that. turns only uh, auto renew for that which is uh it's a scam It is. the whole and,
1: thing is a scam and, and and sometimes steve what they'll do is when you get to that page then they'll say wait are you sure you want to cancel yeah. wait we can offer you this yeah instead. yeah yeah yep. that was
2: uh it was hulu who did that <laughs> yeah. hulu said Whoa, whoa! It was like it was. It said something like "Whoa, big fella," yeah, or yeah. something. Like, "Whoa, big fella, are you sure you want to go? Because we can offer you this yep. for seven ninety nine mm-hmm. instead of twelve ninety nine. Well, but Hulu
0: is smart because they got several tiers of service. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a you can you can pay the for the premium Hulu and not get commercials at all, right? And get access to to more things. You know, a- Amazon Prime Video. You there are still plenty of things you got to pay for. You know, rent or or buy. Sure. Yeah, you know, so I mean, they have tiered services, but I mean, honest, honestly, I, you know, I I don't need to know your message if I'm already using right. your message. If I'm already using your your service, like Amazon Music, I have never used because I've already got. I mean, I've got everything I need. I mean, between Spotify and, and and Apple and my own
2: playlist, I don't. I really don't need any other service. What? Uh only if you like certain artists because there are certain artists that are not on Spotify or iTunes yeah. right? that are only available on Amazon Music. So it depends on what your taste is into of whether or not you're going to use that service or not. Yeah, I think Neil Young was one of those who pulled his music off of Spotify. It's, yeah, right? he, he did, yeah.
0: but you, but it, it's available in other places. Yeah. And he, I mean, his argument was that, you know, Spotify doesn't uh, you know, doesn't pay the artists what they deserve. And he's absolutely right. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's like pennies on the dot. It's less than pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a total ripoff. But you know what? Hey, listen, I'm still getting uh, you know, two day delivery on some of my, uh, my packages Mm -hmm. and I'm still,
2: uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm still getting all the wonderful benefits of it. So I mean, I'll watch, I will watch some Thursday night football. Check it
1: out and, and let me know what you think of the open. I thought it was pretty cool. And by the way, the camera work, yeah, fantastic sharp images last night during the game. I mean, better if, than anything I've ever seen before during a football game. I don't know if that's just because of Amazon and they're better at that than other people, but I don't know. Do you have Do you
2: have the clip of the, the opening thing or no? I
1: uh, don't, but
2: because I, I, I can't find it, that's why I just oh, want to see it. I don't. I, yeah, but, I, but
1: I, Can, did you go to YouTube maybe or not? Is it on there? Uh, we can maybe play it a little bit later on, but yeah. 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 I don't know. I haven't oh, here, seen it. I got
2: it. Okay. I got it here. Well, that's an Cool ad. graphics. It's an ad. Now. Cool graphics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. later. later? Oh, you want, yeah. want Wait, oh you, you want to do it
1: now? I don't know that it's worth... I, we might want it. I'm not sure how much audio is
2: worthwhile of oh, that. come on, so. Dave. We're just free it here. Let's just go. <laughs> Let's right. just go. All everything. right. <laughs> I'll trust it. I trust you. Uh, I trust you. It's on. Well, hey. Week three. It's going to be nice today, nice
1: tomorrow, nice on Sunday with only a 15% chance of rain on Sunday. Sunday's weather, by the way, highs in the mid-80s for today and tomorrow, highs in the low 70s.
0: Today's going to be a beautiful day for uh, the opening of the Big E, so that's uh, a good day to be out there.
2: Oh, yeah, the yes. smells and the sounds mm. oh, and the sights. The, the tastes, the flavors. Yes. Oh,
0: my gosh. Hey, uh, Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will
2: pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. And today I learned... The Dan Joke David from Sunderland is back! I got some dad jokes for you. Are you ready? Oh, am okay. I ever? Yes. What do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account?
0: I don't know. What do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account?
2: Primates. Oh.
0: Primates. <laughs> <laughs> Primates.
2: What do you call a pony with a sore throat?
0: I don't know. What do you call a pony with a sore throat?
2: A little horse. <laughs> yeah, a little horse. Because
1: ponies are smaller.
0: Yeah, they'll get a little horse, right? Wait, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. what do you call a
0: belt made of watches? I don't know. What do you call a belt made of watches? A waste of
2: time. A waste
0: yeah. of time. Waste. You put a belt around your waist. Yes. Body part jokes.
2: Dad, don't from Sunderland. Don't call me later. Just call me Dad. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. That's,
1: that is all right, man. <laughs> Coming up next, a follow-up on... Those immigrants being dropped off at Martha's Vineyard, straight ahead in the news on Rock
0: 102. It's exactly 6:30 with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So, remember, yesterday we were talking about that plane load of immigrants
1: landing on Martha's Vineyard. They came from Venezuela and Colombia, sort of a political stunt by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in a protest against the Biden administration's apparent acceptance of illegal immigration. So DeSantis worked it so that they'd have the plane load dropped off in Massachusetts, where he says these policies are a little too forgiving when it comes to illegal immigration. The immigrants who were dropped off on Martha's Vineyard expected to stay on the island at least through today and potentially for the weekend. On top of it, Texas Governor Greg Abbott sent two buses filled with 101 Venezuelan and Colombian Im- uh, immigrants uh, from Texas to the house of Vice President Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, I guess it is,
0: hmm. in Washington, D.C. So they're using these uh, these uh, these human beings as uh, political pawns to uh, make a statement.
1: Yes, these Republican governors are sending these large numbers of migrants to places like Washington, D.C. and the state of Massachusetts mm. in order to draw the White House's attention to the number of asylum seekers that occur in border towns, often in the
2: states of Florida and Texas. And what happened to those people when they landed in Martha's Vineyard?
1: Oh, they're, 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 open, they're welcome with open arms. They're going to be uh, put into you know programs where they will assimilate into society yeah. Yeah, that's
2: what people do we don't right. put them on a plane and ship them off to somewhere else where well, we can't we can't take the responsibility of doing that ourselves well you know
0: you know Martha's vineyard you know after labor day there's a little bit more of uh, you know occupancy in the uh, the the hotels and motels and cottages sure. you know that are out there so i mean there's plenty of places there to stay Getting a little cool for the beach though and uh, maybe some of them will
1: get high-paying jobs here in this country, or at least low-paying jobs, and they won't tax the Medicare systems of our country <laughs> here. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe uh, that in a perfect world, that's what will happen, right? Uh, oh, okay. An anonymous caller claiming to work for Greg Abbott in the Texas governor's office also warned town officials here in Amherst and Northampton that buses containing migrants were on the way. It was an unsubstantiated claim that sparked... These two municipalities to mobilize in anticipation of the immigrants arriving here. Can
0: I ask a dumb question? Yeah. Do these people who are on the bus know that they're going far, far away? I mean, do they do they realize how they're being used here? Or is this like a like a big, you know, cattle call roundup where everyone's just uh you know, hoisted onto the buses and say, Get along, little doggies. Mm. Here you go. Good question, Bax. Maybe we can interview some of them. Give out the phone number
1: they could call. Rock one o two. Yes, if you're uh,
0: (laughs) illegally here, uh, let's uh, let's
1: talk. A Westfield woman has been charged for calling in a hoax bomb threat to Boston Children's Hospital. So we got all sorts of anonymous (sighs) stuff going on here.
0: Was that wrong? Yes,
3: yes, that was wrong. I gotta
2: plead ignorance here. Uh, Had I had known Mm. that that was a policy, yeah, no, actually,
0: the uh, the Children's Hospital. Uh, has a very strong anti-bomb threat policy, where they they frown upon that sort of activity.
1: You'd think, right? Yes. So it prompted the evacuation of that hospital and a lockdown of the entire hospital.
0: Yes. Which is very convenient for any child who is, uh, you know, gravely ill and mm-hmm. hooked up to machines. Well, you can blame Westfield's Catherine Levy
1: for that. She was arrested by FBI agents at her home yesterday, according to Mass U.S. Attorney. Rachel Rollins, the woman calling in the threat August 30th at the hospital because she was upset about that
0: hospital providing care for transgender and gender diverse youth. Okay, but do you have to disrupt a children's hospital in order to make your statement? I don't believe you do. Yes.
1: Her statement to the operator who answered the phone, quote, there's a bomb on the way to the hospital. You'd better evacuate everybody,
0: you sickos.
1: End quote from Catherine yes.
0: Levy of Westfield. They're the sickos, mm-hmm. as opposed to the woman that called in a bomb threat to a children's hospital. Right.
1: There was another bomb threat earlier this year. We talked about it on the show, and it forced the closure of the Merriam-Webster offices in Springfield. You might recall that story. A California man has now pleaded guilty to threatening to bomb and shoot up the Merriam-Webster Dictionary office, also over gender issues. Mm. 34-year-old Jeremy David Hansen had been arrested back in April and did plead guilty earlier this week. He was upset that the dictionary had updated its definitions of girl, woman, and other gender terms. The Merriam-Webster office in Springfield had to close for about a week because of that threat.
0: Can you imagine you're a uh, you're the uh, the owners and uh, publishers of the most popular dictionary in the world. Mm-hmm. And you're being criticized because of your words. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh. It's, is that the very definition of irony?
0: Well, it is ironic <laughs> uh, yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of words mm-hmm. with multiple meanings I, in the dictionary. I mm-hmm. think we have
2: uh, some audio for that. You do? Yeah.
4: Okay. After the cavemen learned to use their voices... They learned how to talk to each other.
2: They gave names to different things.
4: This is a very long post, by the way. No, I understand.
2: But it's well worth the payoff. Oh,
0: yeah, no, the payoff is good. Words went on. Do you know this, Dave?
1: You've played it before before for me. (laughs) Yeah. On at least one occasion. You didn't have have this record when you were a kid? I did not. This uh, predated me.
3: I'm only hearing it in one ear, by the way.
1: Are you guys hearing it in one ear? Yeah, it says YouTube, that's why. What they call
3: mono... And it does a very big No, I had, that's job. what I had. That's you, ago. that's what Steve had. Here we, oh, go. we go, now it kicks in. Oh, the dic dictionary. Now stereo. Is very necessary. With the dick, dick dictionary, you'll see. <laughs> yes, you'll really see that it's extraordinary.
2: She really brings it home. Oh, yeah, no, she does in the end. Yeah.
3: yeah. I Yeah. It's coming up soon. I'm waiting, yeah. i Here we go, here we go. Look inside if you've a mind to First, it's the perfect book you'll find to quench your mental thirst. Mm. All of the dick dick dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I
2: think we've uh, no, 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 oh, no. Go, okay. Right. Here her, her, she brings it home right here. All right, all
3: right. any word that you, that you can cook up, you, you can, can look, look up, up, pick the book up. The dick, 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 dick dictionary. See? It wasn't that worth
2: the, the wait? That was totally worth the wait. No, it was. Totally yeah. no, it was that was, was.
1: Was that produced long before the word dick was used? In uh,
2: inappropriate fashion so they had no idea maybe is that- I don't know uh, 19 uh, let's see 1985 or 80, 85 when I was uh, brought this in for show and tell to show all the kids and everybody was laughing their butts off uh, I don't know I don't know when that
0: day. I don't know the uh, what what they call the entomology of the word yeah. you know, when that be, it became suddenly offensive right but I'll check I'll have to that look up. it up.
1: That'd be a good one to put on the next issue with Dixie Cups. Hey, right next door to me at my apartment building in Windsor Locks the other night, groundbreaking on a brand new train station in Windsor Locks. I think I asked you guys about this, and I wasn't aware, but right there on WTNH out of New Haven, they covered it and other news sources in Hartford for the brand new Amtrak station right next door to me in Windsor Locks, Hmm. and it's going to be a major hub Between Springfield and New York City, and also provide direct shuttles to nearby Bradley Airport in Windsor Locks as well. Well, there you go. It's like $80 million worth. Governor Ned Lamont of Connecticut on hand, along with other luminaries, with the shovels to break ground on the new uh, train station, which will be up and running, they say, by 2025.
2: Let Ned Lamont with a shovel, please. Mm -hmm.
1: Never
0: held a shovel in his
1: yeah, life. It's
2: so funny seeing these like suits get up and start using tools. You
0: no, know, they never take off the jacket or, or remove their tie. They, you know, who's going to dig a hole in the ground wearing a three piece vested suit? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited because it's
1: right outside my door at my apartment building there. And oh, so you're
0: going to love the sounds of trains walking you know, by your your uh, your apartment. I hear them
1: anyway, Bax. I've been hearing them since I moved in by the a,
0: way, a month ago. By the way, the, uh, the word, uh, uh that we yeah, were asking about, uh, yes, right, exactly. Uh, it uh, actually changed uh, definitions in the mid-seventeenth century. Wow. So, yeah, they yeah. Kinda, they, they had to they know. They knew. They this, had to this know. album
2: was made in the late sixties, I believe. <laughs> they had nearly nearly three hundred years to figure it out. That was a great album, by the way. It had uh, antonym island and uh, <gasps> sing a song of synonyms.
0: Ooh, that does sound good.
2: Different... How about homonyms? Do they have anything for oh, homonyms? They have, uh, ho- yeah, there, w- there was a track on there, but I can't remember which, what mm. the name of the song was. Mm. Uh, How about diphthongs? Did they uh, serenade no. us
1: with diphthongs?
2: No, nope. uh, Cisco was the one that came out with that it, No, that's the uh, thong
0: song, I believe. <laughs> Let me
2: see that diphthong. I think that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that one. Big hit. Hey, as long
1: as we're talking about inappropriate names... People have taken to Twitter to name the new probe heading to Uranus. Or is it Uranus? Which provides us with the better fodder for jokes? Which you want to go with? I think Uranus does. What are you talking Uh, about?
0: I like Uranus. I mean, as, you know, (laughs) in general.
1: I'm going to grab that one for posterity, by the way.
0: I like it, you know, as a whole.
1: Yes. (laughs) Anyway... This new probe is heading there to the outer reaches of our galaxy, and folks on Twitter suggesting names for the new probe, including Enema, Seymour Butts, mm-hmm. Mission Colonoscopy, and Butt. How about <sighs> the chocolate
2: starfish. They there you go. I like say, that. I, write it in. Steve. How about the leather Cheerio. Yes, I like that. Guys, write it in. They need. They need more yeah. names. The rusty sheriff. <laughs> there you go. Well, why not, right? Well, get, get online and, there you and go. make All your right. suggestions. Where, heard, I'm I'm feeling lucky already. Who, what, what's the name of this place?
1: Uh, well, this. I, I, people were just doing this on Twitter. About, I, I don't think there's an actual website that
2: NASA... How about Aladdin's Haggis?
3: <laughs>
2: if you rub it, do you get get three wishes? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. The lamp, that is, or what? Yes. Or, or something yes. else. The lamp. <laughs> I got you. Right next to the wrinkled penny. <laughs> no. Hey, should you tip your
1: veterinarian?
2: No, yes, no, 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 because they're already nailing you for all kinds of cash. It's like people ask me, uh, you know, people try to tip me monies at the end of like a DJ gig. Yeah, and I'm like, I've already no, we've already cu- we've already agreed on this price. This is the price. You don't need to tip me for doing something that I promised you I would do anyway. Right? You know?
0: yeah. yeah. Listen, you can barely walk out of a vet's office without. You're know, getting nailed for six hundred bucks. you know are
2: you know, sh- not gonna
0: you're not gonna get a twenty percent tip on top of that.
2: Live music performers that's who you should tip. Yes, seriously.
0: Yeah. If, they, if they if they've got their uh, their guitar case open, you know, drop a couple bucks in there. They're working hard sure. for you. Baristas, yeah, baristas. Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, All right. this is
1: why I bring this up because yeah. there's a story making the rounds right now about how consumers are quote aghast as more and more businesses are prompting patrons for tips at their places of employment tipping at restaurants of course expected but maybe not at other places where companies and businesses are quote taking advantage of the practice of using their computers to prompt people to give them tips mm-hmm. yeah and uh maybe too many businesses is my point
2: i don't know about that i mean well the veter- i mean that's why i said so yeah. i started off with veterinarians but, I also think that you're talking about two completely different careers where mm-hmm. somebody is charging a fixed amount for a service like a a pet exam, which would be let's just say one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, you know I, probably more than that. but for all intents and purposes, let's just say one hundred and fifty <clears throat> bucks right. That's your set price. That's what you've set in there. Mm-hmm. Never have you you know, if you wanted more money, all they do is just jack up the rate of the of of the of the service. Right. Right. Whereas, you know, many of these places like baristas and things like that are controlled by a corporation that won't allow you to, you know, or they set the prices however they want to. Right. And they're paying minimum wage. Wow. So I don't know. I think it's a completely different situation. You're right,
1: and consumers are upset about that in inappropriate places. They don't want to be prompted to tip for something yeah, that they well, shouldn't be tipping for. By by the way, if you went to a veterinarian's office and say the receptionist gave you really nice service, then maybe she could or he could get a tip. If I'm tip if I'm
0: paying six hundred dollars to get my dog looked at for right. whatever for whatever reason, right. No, well, you're not getting a, a, a dime. If I feel like your service is already outrageous, right? no, you're not going to get an extra 15% or I'm, more from me. All I'm
1: saying is if the receptionist is not the owner of the veterinarian practice no, but she's or getting, the doctor's office uh, or but whatever. But she's getting is.
0: paid out of that 600 hours. Yeah, but and maybe it's, not it, much. But, it's, but she's not getting paid like you know, waitress wages. Some of them are, back uh, uh, Some of them
2: oh, are. Oh, you. He
1: you, you almost uh, told you. Me you. A Steve. Oh, wow. Some of them are.
2: Actually, uh, I know this for a fact because let's, of who I'm dating right now. Let, let's turn yeah. the tables here. Yes, uh, a dog groomer. Now that's a person I would tip because mm-hmm. they're providing a very specific service, a very uh, hard service to do mm-hmm. because uh, you have to. You got to tie those dogs down, like- right? Like a like a Christian Gray uh, novel, uh, sex, yeah. sex dungeon thing. And- no, I'm
0: I'm gonna get like a haircut either today <laughs> or uh, or early next week. You know for you know for for next week's big fet ceremony, mm-hmm. and uh, I always leave a gigantic tip. Mm-hmm. I'm a big tipper. I'm a wicked great tipper. Me too at the same place you go to yeah. by the way, and that's mostly because I can't really do the math. So that's that's <laughs> yeah. where it really
1: boils down yeah. to. You're gonna get the nostrils waxed as well when you're doing Hell that. Yes, all
2: right. Why wouldn't you?
1: Can't wait to see the results. I should go do that soon.
2: Do it. Get that troll doll service. Do
1: it. Yeah. You'll love it. 645 with back Steve and Dave. Mass Hats coming up next on Rock 102.
0: Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 653 and Skinner with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102.
2: Sunny and a high of 73 today. 72 for a high tomorrow. Forty-three in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, the uh, the biggie does start uh, today, and I'm just trying to get that information about uh, what Dan's up to today. He's going to be with the VA and the Avenue Estates. Uh, if you're a, a veteran or have uh, served in the military, uh, today would be the day to go because I believe today is. Uh, I believe it's
2: Military Day it's, with your ID or yep. your yeah
0: Military Appreciation Day with your with your ID. You stop by the VA's information center. Find out uh, what sort of eligibility you may have for many different services. Dan Williams is going to be there today between 11 and 1. Uh, Today is opening day
2: at the Big E from Rock 102 and the VA. Did you just see that on TV? Mm-mm. There was a Zoltar machine. Oh, and it was a real guy inside, and the lady went up to it, and then he moved, and he scared the crap out of her. No, no kidding. I couldn't believe they showed that on Western Mass News. How about like, that? The Zoltar uh, machine, like from Big the movie, right? Oh, that- I'm sorry, it's 22 News. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But- where, where, what do they say? Where that? The Big E. It's at the Big oh, is that? Oh, E. Oh, cool. Yeah, right there. It's, yeah. it's, ah, if ah, you look behind ah, you, there's ah. uh, there's Kaylee Collins, right. and nice. then uh, what's the other one's name? Uh, Taylor Knight. Taylor Knight. Yep. They're they're both. At- they're doing live shots from the Big E. They're probably standing right next to each other.
0: Yes,
1: they Mm -hmm. probably are. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty funny. It's 6.54 with back Steve and Dave.
2: Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's
5: today's mass hat.
1: We're handing out a bunch of Mass Hat awards today to hundreds of unnamed American men who are opting for something called leg lengthening surgeries. In a quest for more inches, it says, some people are undergoing a radical surgery Mm -hmm. that requires both femurs to be broken, and then a procedure lengthens their legs by inserting adjustable metal nails. So they can become taller. Huh. The cost of this leg lengthening procedure between seventy thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
0: You know, I uh, listen. You know, there are so many other parts of the body I'd want to lengthen first. Right. You know, I mean, if I'm if going if I'm going through a pecking order, mm-hmm. the legs would be the last in line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, listen. I'm not a tall guy, five nine. I'm never gonna get any taller. I don't want my legs broken to be a little taller. Now, if you could add a couple inches in some other areas, yeah. then I think we could negotiate. Okay.
1: But, but but at a at a heavy cost, between as I said, seventy to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, maybe more for other body parts. Yes. And it would require breaking that body part in order to insert these special metal accessories?
2: Well, I, I would have to consider all the many uh, risks. Mm-hmm. Why do we just uh, get those things to go in your shoes to make you look taller? Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, like, like, all like all shoe height. lifts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wouldn't that be a much easier mm-hmm. thing to do than uh, it would worry be. about this? You'd think, right? Cheaper
0: too. Or I high. wish
2: I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a ball. I wish I had a girl look good. I would call her. <laughs> was it Skilo that did that? that, uh, that did the... You're asking us? No, it did the first uh, <laughs> the first operation. Ah, yeah, I don't know, maybe. I don't and 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 obviously didn't cost <laughs> nearly
1: what I was tw- quoting there a minute ago, right? So, all right, well, there you go. To each his own, I guess. But there's your mass hat award for today. Giddy up. We've got a special guest on the phone coming up next hour. Right back.
0: Yeah, Joel Hoxster from the uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra. He's got uh, some shows uh, not only coming up without the T- TSO, but the TSO is going to be in the area in November. We'll tell you all the dates about that a little bit later on.
1: And straight ahead. Uh, Bax's View from the Couch and the 102-second sports in which we'll cover maybe the coolest first pitch in the history of Major League Baseball. Straight ahead on Rock 102.
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as good as I look, I don't necessarily consider myself to be a slave to fashion. Are you kidding me? I defy you to find a single shirt in my wardrobe that's not covered with stains, holes, or stretched to capacity. Sure, they say the clothes make the man. I happen to be the man that destroys the clothes that make the man. Having said that, I'm also not the sort of fella who's going to pay top dollar for shirts that are only going to be ruined in the wash or uh, or by the shrapnel of food that it catches. So when I heard that Sotheby's Auction House was about to sell off the game jersey worn by Michael Jordan in Game 1 of the 1998 NBA Finals. I chose to wait that one out, since I was only going to get meatball stains on that thing anyway. Yesterday, Michael Jordan's Last Dance jersey sold for just over a record $10 million. Now, to be honest, I don't have $10 million, but I would need at least twice that amount in Tide Pods, Stain Sticks, Club Soda, and Snuggle Sheets, because I happen to know myself too well. One, it might need a few alterations or two, and then two, there's a chance I would ruin that shirt by lunchtime. The $10 million final bid is the largest amount ever spent on any item of sports memorabilia in history. It's even outsold the Diego Maradona Hand of God jersey from the 1986 World Cup, which was sold in May for $9.2 million. Of course, there was that 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card that sold last month for $12 million, but that card was never used in an actual game, not unless it was used to by Mickey to pick dirt off his cleats, which it was not. So here's my question. Who's got 10 million dollars for a shirt? The most expensive shirt I own isn't worth half that amount. And yet, do you see anybody clamoring to put my dirty laundry up for auction? No, you do not. Not even those old morning show t-shirts that I used to wear out in public. My point is this. Sure, owning a piece of history is great, but if I can't wear it out of the house, there's a pretty good chance it's not coming into the house. But hey, number my, yapping Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Autumn in New England. What a fine time of year for a painting project. See Morgan at the Ludlow Rockies. She wants to know all about your project so she can help you choose paint and brushes and everything else. Good people like Morgan and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 7:10, and the Rolling Stones. We're back, Stephen and Dave, and Rock 102.
2: Oh, fire the music up! Oh, I love this one. You and like this one? The Wizards of Winter, or Wizards in Winter? I don't know. It's Wizards Winter. It's something. It's the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yes.
0: It's uh, yeah, the Wizards of Winter. Here we go.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Like That's great one. fun, huh? That's good stuff.
0: You'll enjoy that when TSO comes to uh to Mohegan Sun. That's right, baby. On the phone now with Joel Hoekstra from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra.
4: Good to talk to you. Hey, great to speak with you guys as well. How you doing?
0: Good. You uh you're about to get stupid busy, aren't you?
4: About to get stupid busy. I mean, <laughs> I'm always stupid busy, you know. It's just one thing or another. It's just uh, you know I exchange one thing for another, but staying stupid busy is a good thing as a guitarist.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, absolutely. I mean, not only does TSO get back on the road, uh, you know, real soon, but also you're doing a couple of acoustic shows. Uh, one in Broadbrook, uh Broadbrook, Connecticut, with uh, with Brandon Gibbs, and another one. Uh, on the, that one's on the 28th of, uh, of September, and the following night, you guys are up in Derry, New Hampshire, at the uh, the Tupelo Music Hall. Tell us about uh, about that and the, the shows you're doing with uh, with Brandon.
4: Yeah, you know, Brandon's somebody I met on the Monsters of Rock cruise back, in I think about 2016, and uh, they combined us on a meet and greet together, right on this resort island or whatever. So, you know, they were playing his music and my music, and he said, "Hey, your stuff sounds great." I said, "Yours does too." He said, "Well, I do these acoustic shows sometimes. I love to add a second guitarist. You ever be into that?" And I said, "Sure." And so, you know, we started doing a few shows a year here and there, just kind of filling like holes in our schedule. And now it seems to be gaining a little bit of momentum. You know, I. Uh, Taking advantage of this opportunity this down this unexpected downtime right now to say hey let's put together a proper run so we're doing i think it's seven shows in eight days um kind of all northeast based we we routed tightly so you know it's 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 a cool thing because you know people that are the diehards can come out and actually like hang out and be able to talk with us and get guitar picks and things like that it's not like coming to an arena show where the odds of even saying hello are slim to none. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we play, you know, Brandon's stuff from Devil City Angels and some, some Poison stuff because of his affiliation with those guys. And, of course, some White Snake and some Joel Hooksher's 13 stuff, my solo stuff, right? And yeah. Some of our favorite covers. It's just a fun night.
0: So you're telling me that if you're sitting in the back row of a TSO show and I say, hey, Joel, it's me, you're probably not going to hear it?
4: Probably not going to hear it from the stage, uh, but, you know... It's a if, if I'm not sure if the signing lines are back this year, but you know that's that's been something that's been great about TSO is you actually do have a connection with the fan base. But we'll see. It all comes down to these COVID restrictions and what their deal is going to be. We're yet to know that. That's TBA at the moment. You know, <laughs>
0: TBA I know. for TSO. Yeah, you know, I, w- I did an interview with uh, with Jeff Plate uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah, before the the dates were announced for the TSO. Uh, tour you're going to be at mohegan sun on the 23rd of november and at the dcu center in worcester on the 26th and you know in, in talking to him about you know tso and its its growth over the years and and you know what this tour has really been about one of the things that i really like about what you guys do is you know it the, obviously it, it's a revenue generating Uh, you know, situation, but a good deal of that money goes to local charities, which I think is absolutely fantastic.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Over the years, I think we've raised over $17 million for local charities. I mean, that's something that goes back to Paul O'Neill, you know, just our founder, who's just such a generous guy. And um, that's obviously an amazing thing to be a part of, just not only to be, you know, giving people a quality show, but on the way through be improving their communities in one way or another. And um, you know, the O'Neill family, another thing about their generosity this year, and this is kind of insane. People are now you you've seen the show, right? You right. know the magnitude yes. of the production and everything. Well, for the first week they are offering twenty nine dollar tickets, um, just because they feel like everybody's having a hard time financially at the moment with inflation and you know, with the last couple of years of COVID, and so they're just like out of the goodness of their hearts, frank <laughs> twenty nine dollars tickets for the first week, which I think is absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> just, so hopefully, people take advantage of that. I mean, that's a gra- uh, unbelievable opportunity to see um, uh, an amazing. It's not a twenty nine dollars show, no in any way, shape, or form. So, and it's, and, you know, uh, and, people,
0: and people, people, and people are really financially struggling, having to pay five thousand dollars for floor seats to see Bruce Springsteen in concert.
4: Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, when's the last time you were able to see a concert, any concert, for $29, much less one of the quality of the, the TSO show. So um, it's amazing of them to do that. I mean, it really speaks to the, the their generosity.
1: The Trans-Siberian Orchestra was once called by Washington Post as a mix of Pink Floyd, Yes, and The Who. Comfortable with that?
4: Yeah, I think there's much more to it than that. But yeah, I mean, because you got you got to factor in the classical music, um, which is a big part of it. And I think there's times where um, you know you've even got a little bit of jazz and blues represented in there at times. And you've got the the, the storytelling, which I guess you'd get out of like you know Tommy from the Who. Um, but I always like to throw Kiss in there too for the visual, like mm-hmm. the pyro and the hydraulic lifts <laughs> that the performers are on. So gotta be you got know, a little, you got there's
2: awful lot of elements. Sure, a little bit of White Snake in there too.
4: Well, certainly with myself in there. I right, mean, I like right. That's what up I'm up saying. Up that's that's yeah. you
2: you add, add the greats <laughs> in there. You can't just leave them out. <laughs> how how did you get
0: uh, you hooked up with uh, with David Coverdale and White Snake? How did that happen?
4: So well, I knew that there was an availability. They needed a guitarist, and I basically um, I knew Reb Beach. Um, you know, the other guitarist in the in the band with, with me. So sent him some video clips. I said, Can you pass these along to David? I'd love to get an audition and I didn't hear anything at first and I, I started getting a little upset and thought, Come on, I gotta at least have an audition here. Are you kidding me? You're gonna tell me I can't get in the room and have an audition. So I thought, Who knows David? And I happen to think of Phil Carson who manages Foreigner. Um, I had filled in for Mick Jones for a bit and I thought, you know, he's a Brit. I bet he knows David Coverdale, I bet he has a history and sure enough he did. So Phil emailed david for me and got me an audition and and that went really well and and uh you know here i am eight years later so i'm still a part of the band so
0: wow and 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 david and you get along fine
4: oh david's great yeah absolutely wonderful boss you know got nothing but great things to say about him he's done amazing things for me
0: and you also and, and so who's a better boss david coverdale or Cher.
4: <laughs> I mean, come on! You're gonna force me to pick. Yes. I'm lucky to work for either
2: one of them. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Wow, look at a good answer. All right, okay. Good answer.
0: Who has the better snacks backstage? Share or or Coverdale? Because I'm gonna say it's probably Coverdale. Share.
2: Really? Cher.
4: Really um, good snacks, huh? Nah. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, best, ke- best catering I've ever had in my life was during <laughs> in, in, uh, in Australia, we had the most unbelievable catering, and then. They also, it got quite decadent at times, where in Vegas during the residency, um, there was constantly a cake because it would be somebody's birthday. And the, this, there was this unbelievable bakery in Vegas. So the cake was so good that the, somebody, um, that the tour manager finally came out and said, look, I'll be honest, it's nobody's birthday, but let's come up with some reason <laughs> we still have cake. Nice. And so, so every, every night... It was so like we'd look up whatever celebrity it was, and their picture would be on the cake. So, like, you know, you'd show up, and it would be like a giant <laughs> cake with LaToya Jackson on it. Say, LaToya Jackson's birthday. So, you know, the, the share thing was off the charts for the snacks. I had to be careful, man. I mean, it was, like, very easy to, like, turn into, like, you know, the 300-pound guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that would have been a great visual for a TSO short, a tour. That's for damn sure.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I I thought that was a riot. That it would just be like some random person, you know, it was, uh, their picture on top of a cake. But it was just—it's finally the admission that look, we just want the cake. We don't even mm-hmm. care whose
3: birthday it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel TSO you know, is a, is a, two groups travel around the country. It's it. You know, they are world class music, musicians. I mean, you're not just giving a show. I mean, you're 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 having people like they have to catch their breath. After seeing how you guys perform and the, the the showmanship involved, which is one of those things where you don't really see a lot when you're spending twenty nine dollars on, on a on a concert ticket or even even a hundred dollars on a concert ticket, you do not see this kind of showmanship anywhere else but at a, at a TSO show.
4: Well, thank you so much. I mean, I. We, you know, we take a lot of pride in the quality of the show. What I always like to say about TSO is that, you know, we got a lot of individual talent across the board in this thing. Everybody's very talented, but um, when we're in rehearsals, you hear a lot about the show. The show, the phrase, the show, is constantly being said as we put it together, and that's what it's all about. It's all about that. It's, uh, the, it's not necessarily about, like, hey, when do I get my licks and all that stuff. Yeah. Everybody's just kind of focused on the quality of the show, he set it all aside to, um, you know, try and make Paul O'Neill proud in this amazing brand that he's built with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And, you know, we want people to, uh, you know, continue to make us part of their holiday tradition. I mean, We are we are a tradition for so many, and we want that to continue. That was Paul's dream, and we want to make him proud.
0: TSO is coming to Mohegan Sun on November 23rd at the DCU Center in Worcester on the 26th. And uh, Joel Hoekstra and uh, Brandon Gibbs will be at the Broadbrook Opera House in, uh, in Broadbrook, Connecticut, on the 28th of September and at the Tupelo Music Hall in uh, Derry, New Hampshire, on the 29th. Joel, it's great to talk to you, and best of luck. I know you're real, real busy, and we appreciate the time.
2: Thank
4: you. Likewise. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you, it, guys. You bet. Joel Hoekstra from TSO with Back Steve
0: and Dave on Rock 102. Rock
4: 102
1: with Back Steve and Dave and the Georgia Satellites, who so it turns out are from Georgia.
0: Yes, you're right about that. And uh, Once in a while, I get yeah, they I, know yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing I, about
2: I, satellites. I get lucky, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, rock Two's pro picks pool is underway at rock 102.com it's your call football weekly winners could win a 50 dollars gift certificate to geo's pizzeria and Handon. pizza the way you like it and the overall season winner gets a 500 dollars cash card courtesy of nor'easter organic life hydroponics so check the stats and go with your gut or play rock Two's pro picks pool from nor'easter organic life hydroponics and rock 102 springfield's classic rock you'll be able to check out uh, our picks online uh you and i didn't do so hot over the weekend. Frankly, I uh, was disappointed in both of us. Well,
1: I, you know, I, I disagree. I think nine is not bad it's not great yeah, but, the, but yeah. the the top
0: pick had 13 right oh, now 13 yeah. out of 16 that's pretty doggone good yeah but th- these people
1: know more than we do uh did you get it right last night by the way did you pick uh, you the know, I, chiefs over the chargers
0: or not i believe i did pick the chiefs yeah, i think yeah. i did too but uh you know that was, I, <laughs> I picked that almost two weeks ago so i right? have to go uh go back and review
2: yeah uh, st- i think steve's in it now too right i am yeah i don't remember what i picked mm-hmm. i just went uh, randomly mm-hmm. in and uh picked all those things all right all right so we'll uh, maybe we can uh, review those later on
0: mm-hmm. uh coming up uh next hour we're gonna be talking to uh broadcaster bill hillgrove from the uh, the pittsburgh steelers broadcast team that's coming up after eight o'clock and we have news next on rock 102
2: if you like lobster as much as i do you're gonna want to head to villa napolitana for- 731 we're back, Stephen
0: Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Save now on all Craven above ground pools and Haywood Salt Chlorine Generator, 730 Union Street in West Springfield. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Illegal immigrants are not arriving in
1: Am- Amherst in Northampton, according to one rumor that was floating around yesterday. As the result of those other illegal immigrants that were sent to Martha's Vineyard and Kamala Harris's residence at the Naval Observatory in Washington D.C. One anonymous caller having claimed to work with Texas Governor Greg Abbott's office yesterday and telling officials in Amherst and Northampton to expect buses containing
0: migrant workers. That's well, that's not happening. This is the time to uh, to go to the vineyard. I mean, it is off season. Mm-hmm. Plenty of uh, you know room to move around. I'm sure some of the uh, the. The, uh, the tourist places would still stay open if they knew there were more people coming in. Mm.
1: And you don't have to worry about parking capacity like at the Basketball Hall of Fame because they don't own cars yet until they
0: establish themselves here in the United States of America. Well, they can, they, you can own a car. Right. You, just, you just can't insure it. Well, and uh, if you're ever pulled over and you can't produce a license, right. you're not going to be able to continue to drive that car. Yeah, and I'm thinking they probably couldn't fit the car on the
1: airplane that they rode to no. arrive at Martha's Vineyard. no. But in any case, no migrants, no illegal immigrants arriving in Amherst and Northampton. That was all just a rumor. A Westfield woman has been charged for calling in a hoax bomb threat, though, to Boston's Children's Hospital. Catherine Levy of Westfield arrested by FBI agents. She had placed a phone call to the Boston Children's Hospital saying there's a bomb on the way. You'd better evacuate everybody, adding you sickos at the end of her phone message.
0: You know, if I were a parent that had a child uh, sick in children's hospital, and this nonsense happened, mm-hmm. uh, I would be furious if my kid had to be evacuated out of ho- yeah. out of a hospital for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, how old is she, Catherine Levy? It didn't say her age I, in the I, story I read.
2: Yeah, it. I think she, she's like thirty-seven years old. Okay, and I'm like, okay, this would be. Not acceptable by any means, but more understandable if it was like nineteen-year-old or you know, yes, uh, twenty-two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Not not
0: acceptable, but at least you could not, understand yeah. that the, your innocence and naivete would stand in
2: the way. Yeah, you're just a douche at that age. Now you're just a douche all the time. Yeah. Yes, like you've never you've never uh, morphed out of your douchiness.
1: Mm-hmm. Once a douche, always a douche. Maybe. Regardless of your age.
0: That's true. That's right. And even though you may not uh, agree with some of their policies, guess what? There's sick people inside who need to stay inside. Gunfire rang out in a Holyoke neighborhood
1: yesterday. That's That's not news. Well, it is when I get to the (laughs) punchline. Authorities are looking for the public's help with information after somebody was shot by a paintball. Really? Yeah. When police arrived, they found a male victim who reported that he and his six children were returning from food shopping when they saw a group shooting paintballs in a vacant lot. As the victim took one child's hand to cross Walnut Street, he was shot with a paintball. The victim reportedly got into a heated argument with the person who shot the paintball at him. And then a short time later, the victim was crossing the street when three gunshots actual gunshots rang out in his direction so the two were somehow related or at least occurred at the same time. Did you ever get hit with a paintball? Yes. It's horrible.
2: Yes. It, it hurts, stings. right? Stings real bad.
0: I've uh, I've never gone paintballing before anyone jumps the gun and <laughs> says, "Ooh, you got
2: to come out paintballing," this. <laughs> Right?
0: The answer to that uh that uh, invitation
2: will be met with a no. I went once with a it was like a bachelor party. Yes. You know, 'Cause God forbid we went to a strip club and saw naked women. hmm You know. Let's go let's go let's go paintballing. So we all like geared up and uh some of these guys were like taking it to the max. Oh yeah. They oh, had yeah. like tactical gear on and you know, they're pretending they're like they're in a video game or something.
0: This sounds like one of these things where like the fiance said, You better not be going to a strip club. You should get to go paintballing with your friends and she says, I'm sorry guys, we can't go to a strip club. I've been told I got to go paintballing with you guys and uh and we'll do that instead. I got to tell you, you'll get into more trouble paintballing than you will ever get at a strip Listen, club.
2: I, uh, I told you this before uh, back in 2016 my brother uh gets married. Very late in life decides that uh oh well, I'll just make a giant mistake. Uh, why not? Right? <laughs> so he uh he uh he, he gets married. I'm like, "All right, my brother's getting married. Let's uh and I'm his best man. Let's mm-hmm. uh let's get a bachelor party going." And uh, I'm all about like lesbian dildo stripper show. Let's do it. Yeah, right. Let's sure. let's hire somebody to do a lesbian dildo stripper show. Two people. Let's let's do this. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I put the put the word out to all his friends, and they all come. By, um, I think we should just go uh, uh clay shooting. Gonna go clay shooting. Clay shooting. out in the middle of upstate New York somewhere. I don't even know where it was. Right, you are shooting clay? It was outdoors, probably. Yeah. Right, That's, yeah. and and then uh, then they then they went back after the clay shooting mm-hmm. back to a friend's house, and then they all got drunk. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh, what's, "What's the, the fun lesbian of the, what, dildo stripper show? What's the fun in that?" You can't. This isn't fun. The blast to the face I want to get is from the lesbian dildo stripper show. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what I, are you supposed to do with all these single dollar bills? I know, you can't put them in the clay. You've already been to the bank. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, the paintball experience brings out the machismo and the hubris and guys all the time. I experienced it once myself because guys, I think are you know doing what they never really got a chance to do and wanted to do in maybe real warfare and they apply those
0: principles to the paintball experience. Yeah, because because everyone's just dying to recreate actual combat. Some but, of them, some guys are. I know some dudes are, and <laughs> yeah. they think that's totally badass. But you know, honestly, if if you're covered with bruises because mm-hmm. you've been you know shot repeatedly by mm-hmm. paintballs. Uh, or, or you just go and you, you, you sit at a bar and look at a woman dance uh, for you for like three minutes mm-hmm. for a dollar. Yep. Seems to me you're getting a much better deal at the strip club. Mm. The, the, the guys that uh, use the paintball for that
1: purpose remind me of the, the, the two guys in a helicopter, the FBI guys in Die Hard, and, and one of them is like, it's just like Saigon, and he's got his hat on backwards, and the other guy says, I was in junior high, dickhead.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. it was nothing like Saigon, mm. pretty sure. Bed they, bath. Were, they were. I'm pretty sure the Viet Cong weren't shooting paintballs. Right. From macho paintball activity
1: to Bed Bath and Beyond, we talked about this. bunch of stores closing nationwide. Three of them in, Ma- in Massachusetts. So Bed Bath and Beyond re- releasing the list of store closures. Stores in Seekonk, Dorchester, and Milford are going to be closing. All right. so nothing, nothing, one- nothing close. No, no. But nope. That's still we're, too bad. We're okay here. Uh, the list of closures, by the way, can be found online in a story from MassLive.com. Actually, we're not, we're okay, not okay here. Because... They closed
2: them both. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> we they closed are... them a long time ago. Well, there's one in Enfield.
2: I know that. Well, wow. is there still one left left there? There is, because I have gone there yeah. to get towels. <laughs> Ho-
0: Holyoke is done. Yeah. That's, that's Holyoke
2: no... and Hadley, I believe, are gone.
0: Yes.
1: Got a couple of different cat stories for you. Springfield firefighters rescuing a cat stuck on a utility pole. According to the fire department, firefighters from Truck 3, Group C, went out using a ladder fire truck to reach the top of a utility pole where the cat was sitting up there and unable to get down.
2: Truck what? Truck 3, Group C. Oh, makes Truck 4, Group D look like a bunch of (laughs) volunteers. Yeah, they got some catch-up to play.
0: You know, um, the thing about cats, I don't know if you guys ever had cats, but they're not stuck up at anything. Yeah. They're just not wanting to come down. That's it. <laughs> just uh, laugh, laughing at it, everybody down below. That's, that's yeah. all it yeah. is. A cat is not
2: stuck. Cat knows how to get down.
0: Cat just chooses not to.
2: Uh I don't a few years ago, I'm sitting uh, at the Elks Club with one of my firefighter buddies. Yeah, and then this lady uh, next to us is uh, talking about, uh, "Oh my God, why wouldn't?" Because it was it was it was some story where the fire department didn't come out to rescue the cat in the tree. Mm-hmm. And then this lady's reading the story out of the paper, and she's like, "I can't believe the firefighters would never go out to get a cat out of a tree." And of course, you know that prompts my friend to go. Uh, listen, we don't have time for those things. Like, uh, like that's. That, that's like one of the, have you, and, and then she said, well, aren't you worried about the cat dying? And he goes, have you ever seen a skeleton of a cat in a tree? <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, happen. You never see, they eventually come down. But wouldn't it fall out if it died up there, though, instead of, I mean. I, well, just, yes, but you'd but be seeing you'd be it, carcasses all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like you don't see dead cats like hanging mm. around uh, yeah. like a bottom of a tree somewhere. Good point. Hey, I got news for you. Yeah, any
0: of the uh, the the firehouses here in Springfield
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you if you look at how many calls they get that they are required to go to whether it's fire or medical calls mm-hmm. I mean they're out thousands of times per year they you know, like to, for them to, to take 10 minutes to get your precious little pussycat from the top of a tree mm-hmm. they don't they, he's right they don't have time for that no that's not a, that's I mean, not a lie or an exaggeration
2: look at how many calls they get in a, sing, in, a in a week yeah, they have uh, they have injured people in car accidents mm-hmm. to remove with the jaws of life yeah oh, no, but f- what about the cat in the tree oh i'm sorry let this man die. We got to go save that cat. Well, man. if they're not doing
1: anything, I guess they could be called upon for the cat rescue. But I yeah, get but your they're point. always
2: doing something. And, and see, that's the, like the misnomer is that like firefighters don't do anything. It's always this big firefighter cop, you know, uh, yeah, battle back and forth. Hey, listen, man. You're doing that job. I give you all the credit in the world to you because you're doing forty-eight hour shifts. You're doing, you know, you're never at home. It's a, it's not a lifestyle that anybody would want.
1: Cat story number two from the Board of Health in Orange, alerting residents of a feral cat that tested positive for rabies. The cat exhibiting those signs was taken in, euthanized, and sent in for testing. Rabies.
2: And there's a picture. The most positive thing to come out of uh, Orange. (laughs) I love the file photo they chose of the cat, by the way, like... If you look at the picture yeah. in the store. <laughs> <like>, ah! <laughs> well, uh, you know, the, the, making it look as scary as possible. The the rabies again, not the worst thing that can come out of orange. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just you just have to yeah. sit in the state line and watch. That's mm. those are the two towns I've never actually been to. I've been to a, like a lot of the, these like far out towns that we talk about like uh like Hardwick and yeah. and uh Gilbertsville and like you know all these little places but I've never been to Athol nor have I been to Orange. I don't think I have either.
0: I I have been to both. Really? Yes, I have been to Athol. I have been to Orange for business or pleasure. <sighs> I think it was we were just like driving through. <laughs> Yeah, that's Yeah, I I never actually got out of the car in Athol. I uh yeah. you know, I entered Athol, but I got out of it as soon as I got Good in. Good for you. Uh for many reasons. Mm-hmm. But Orange uh yeah, we we uh we drove through um and I'm trying to remember what we were trying to get <laughs> to put us there, but I think we were trying we were visiting somebody in another town and we had to drive through Orange to get there.
2: Yeah. The roads yeah. very bumpy to Athol. Yeah, oh yes it yeah. is. It can, it's it can get a little nutty. Oh, driving. absolutely. Yeah. Kind of yeah.
1: like hemorrhoids? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. kind of.
2: Yeah. Lots of cornfields. I was right? going well, to say, these jokes yeah. are very corny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Probably time to get out of Athol and these jokes. 7.43 with back Stephen Dave. Now hear this coming up. And is Bill Belichick done as the Patriots coach? We'll examine that next on Rock 102.
0: It's 8.10 and Aerosmith with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's uh,
2: going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 73. It's uh, 46 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: I don't know if you, uh, you are aware of this, but the, the Patriots play here on Rock 102. Would you, uh, did you guys know that? Woo-hoo! Who? The New England Patriots. They've been playing here for like the last 20-some-odd years here the on Rock, Rock team, 102. Yeah. More,
2: uh, more details?
0: Uh, 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 a bunch of sewer bowls. Uh, the, the team Tom Brady used to play for. Oh, the Bruins. <laughs> yes. Well, gotcha. Exactly. They're taking on the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's uh, that's pretty damn cool, and you'll again <laughs> more like the Squealers. Ah. Stop it. I, I'm feeling good about this game.
3: Me too.
1: Welcome to the phone, Bill Hillgrove, part of the Pittsburgh Steelers broadcast team who worked with the legendary Myron Cope years ago and became the play-by-play voice of the Steelers all the way back in 1994. How you doing, Bill? I'm good. So listen, we talked to Scott Zolak from the Patriots broadcast team, and he said we had to ask you, for your favorite Myron Cope story.
5: Oh, there are so many. But I think my favorite was we uh, went to uh, one of the local bistros after a uh, uh, you know a preseason training camp uh, practice. And most fans are respectful because when he walked into a place, there'd be a hush, you know, like a rock star. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was sitting there next to me. And most fans are, you know, respectful. But this guy came up without any announcement or anything, reached up and patted his monk's crown, that little bald spot on the back of his head, Mm -hmm. and said, just like my wife's ass. (laughs) So I looked at him, you know, as if to say, go ahead, wriggle off this hook. He waited till the guy took his hand away, put his own hand up there, rubbed it around, and said, come to think of it, pal, it does.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't know if if anyone really wants to know that his head reminds somebody of an ass, but uh, because, I mean... He was, who he was who he was, but man, that's that is funny. So this, uh,
5: so this weekend, Oh, well, it's one of the greatest squelches I've ever seen. The <laughs> one that came close was uh, Muhammad Ali at a banquet where a guy heckled him and said, "Hey, you know, my grandmother had a farm and I used to tease that donkey, and I guess that ass has come back to haunt me."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this Sunday, the uh, the the, the, the Patriots are taking on uh, on on the uh, on the Steelers, and I know. You know, last weekend people were looking at uh, Mitchell Trubisky as being you know maybe the I don't know the second coming of Terry Bradshaw, but people felt pretty good about the way he played. How did how did you see his uh, performance?
5: He didn't beat himself, and I think that's all that Tomlin asked for him to do. And I think he made the one of the biggest plays of the game when uh, I believe their guy Sam Hubbard jumped offside, and it was on a second down. And I think they called a flat pass because Pat Friermuth, the tight end, was supposed to block. And both of them together said, oh, wait a minute, we got a free play. And then Pat went into that post pattern and he hit him uh, right down the middle of the field. And that set up, you know, uh, the possibility to win the game. So, uh, you know, Mitch, he manages the game and that's all they're asking him to do. And, you know, the fact that he had been there and done that, I think, was very evident in his performance.
1: Will Kenny Pickett take over sometime this year as the starter, or what are the chances of that? Would you say
5: if Kenny Pickett takes over this year, that's not good news. For it means that either Mitz gets hurt or is notional, and I don't see that happening. I think Kenny is the future, but the future is not now.
0: I, 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 they, we went to uh, we went to that broadcast after the uh, the Patriots game, and they were showing the the the, the final minutes of the fourth quarter. And the missed field goals. I mean, it was the most, it was the craziest ending of a game I'd seen in a long, long time. You know, you're in the broadcast booth and you're watching like one missed field goal after another. It's just like, you know, what are you thinking when you're up there and, you, and, you, and you're watching like these, all these bad things happening at once?
5: Well, that's the kind of a game it was, you know, and I, I learned a long time ago that every game takes its own life. And for people to sit down and be able to tell you, Uh, before it happens what's going to happen in a game uh, it rarely comes true i mean it's it's just one of those things it was one of those games i think in the case of their missed 29 yarder uh, it was the high snap and of course now you got a backup snapper in the game and i heard tomlin uh, kind of refer to something that i didn't know was in the works but apparently the league has had discussions about having an emergency snapper available for every team, Uh, you know, like the NHL has an emergency goalie in the building.
1: We're talking to Bill Hillgrove, the legendary play-by-play announcer for the Pittsburgh Steelers here on Rock 102. And um, Bill, the Patriots are favored against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. This is kind of unusual, right?
5: Well, I'll tell you, there are several reasons for that. And uh, number one, uh, the Patriots will play a field position game and, and they are pretty steady and and don't make too many mistakes although they made three more than Miami did the other day mm-hmm. uh but uh, uh, you know uh, if it's a grinded out game and it would favor the patriots so I, I can see that being the case you know the steelers have so many unknowns now uh we didn't see i saw a little bit of flashes of this kind of defense that they have but i didn't think that they'd be dominant against one of the most you know prodigious offenses in the league but that's what happened sunday
0: no, they. I mean, they. I mean, to, to contain you know Cincinnati to, to twenty points and the the and, and that could have and that game could have broken you know wide open in the fourth quarter had you landed a couple of field goals. But uh, I mean, you have to you have to give the Steelers a little bit of credit for for what they're able to accomplish. I mean, you know the, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl for crying out loud.
5: Yeah, and you know and their fans took up most of the tickets because in the past we've seen a lot of Steeler fans in that stadium, but uh, they weren't there Sunday. And it all set up for a Bengals win, but uh, that Steelers defense really took it to them. Uh, They played fast. Uh, Minka for president, Uh, (laughs) you know, he made some big plays in that game. And uh, Cam Sutton played well. Oh, Alex Highsmith was a man possessed, Uh, you know, with the three sacks, and he was disruptive. And, you know, it just all added up to a heck of a performance by the defense, and uh you know, Steeler fans are hoping that the offense begins to catch up, but I think that's a work in progress.
1: Your, your star running back, Najee Harris, has a, a, a bum foot, and what are the chances he sees limited
0: action, or is he good to go? What the hell is his foot and his bum doing yeah. again?
5: I know, right? Right. <laughs> well, um, I, I think he'll play, um, but uh, I feel comfortable with Jalen Warren, the rookie out of Oklahoma State. Uh, and he, he threw some devastating blocks on blitz pickup, and uh, he's a tough kid that just finds a way to get extra yardage. So uh, they feel comfortable with either one.
2: Hey, uh, hey, Bill, I, I have some. Uh, I, I gave Scott Zolak some uh, some Steelers jokes to use during his broadcast, and I want to I want to give you the courtesy of uh, giving you some Patriots jokes. Maybe you can use these during <laughs> during, during during your during your broadcast. You ready?
5: Um, you know if if we're doing jokes it's a blowout and I don't
2: think <laughs> you. Well, just, just hear me out okay hey, what are the patriots and a chick-fil-a manager have in common i have no idea neither one shows up for work on a sunday hey. <laughs> hey how do you keep a new england patriot out of your yard you put up goal posts hey 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 what's the best way to teach your dog to roll over and play dead have him watch a couple of Patriots games. I'm telling you, you run into Zolak and you tell him those, and he's gonna love you.
5: Bell it's like he's having- always been a fun guy. Yeah, I, I remember when he played. I remember when he played in college.
0: He he said he used to hang out with his dad. Is that right?
5: Yep, yep. Uh, I, I remember his dad very well, an AD of note, and uh, you know it's uh, it's a Western Pennsylvania thing.
1: Hey, speaking of which, one last thing. Dennis Miller, of course, a Pittsburgh-area guy, right? Yeah. So I thought he was pretty good in his year on Monday Night Football. How come that didn't work?
5: It was a reach. It, it, it was ABC's attempts to change the demographic. And the problem with sports broadcasts is that, you know, it'll, it'll be largely male, and and he's trying to get females in because of the haha. And it just didn't work. It, yeah. it was a it was a bad concept. Well, you should share I have my Dennis jokes. Miller story. <laughs> I have a Dennis Miller story. Yeah. Uh, one one day, at, at, uh, I guess the early days of what was Hines Field. Uh, you know, there's only one uh, men's room in the whole press box, so people are lined up. And then the next thing I know, I'm standing there at the urinal, and Miller turns to me and says, "I can't believe that I'm peeing next to Bill Hillgrove." <laughs> Because certainly as a Pittsburgher, he remembered me. And it it floored me. It really did.
0: <laughs> well, Bill, we appreciate the time today. Uh, you know, I hope uh, that when the Patriots uh, you know, beat the Steelers senseless, <laughs> that you, you take it okay and that uh, you are able to console everybody on the team.
5: Well, uh, likewise.
0: <laughs> very good. We appreciate the time today, Bill. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. You bet. Bill Hillgrove with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. The Big Bunk... Back, Stephen,
1: Dave, with Tom Petty, and a song in honor of those illegal refugees
2: being dropped off at Martha's Vineyard. Right? Isn't I, that what that's for? That's or not? not. No, I don't no? think we did that at all. Oh, um, all things East Longmeadow this morning. By the way, for the rest of, for the rest of the morning. <laughs> um, first of all, uh, we have the police chief of East Longmeadow coming in in about fifteen minutes here to make arrests. Yes, uh, arresting me for fumbling the schedule. <laughs> and then uh, I do have to tell you about the St. Mark's Episcopal Church here in East Longmeadow. Yes. They're doing a 5K uh, run or one-mile walk on October 15th. Uh, it's uh, it's called the Spooky Spirit 5K Food, Beverages, Music After the Race, Costumes Highly Encouraged. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to run in a costume, though. Not <laughs> so much if you're only doing a mile. Yeah, it depends or, how good a
1: runner you are. I think you can run in anything. You can I, if you, again if you're a good runner. I think you can. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. Before. I've seen guys run. Mar- I saw one time a guy running the New York Marathon because one of my girlfriends ran the marathon, and I watched and I saw a guy running the entire way with a waiter's tray full of full of cocktails. Now they may have been glued onto the tray. I, yeah, right? I would assume but they but probably still, were. Still, yeah. still, did he didn't
0: spill a drop? No. Hey, uh, that's amazing. Not to change gears here, but today is the first day of the Big E. That's going to be opening up uh, later on uh, today. Yeah, the Dropkick Murphys are at the uh, the Big E arena tonight. That's a big show. Yeah, that's a real big show at uh, at the Big E. And the Court of Honor, uh, the Court of Honor, Modern English is there tonight and
2: tomorrow night. Also big. Gonna, also big. Are you going to stop the world and melt with them?
0: Uh, no, I don't think it's going to be hot enough to melt anywhere. Mm. But uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, Young Gravy tonight too know your kids were real big on the young gravy
2: yeah you know what Uh, i was like we're not we're not going to see young gravy and they were like yeah you know what i don't really want to go down there anyway Mm -hmm. i went to the media party last night how was that um (laughs) well it was much uh, classier than what the race of the big e is for the rest of the next uh, three and two and a half weeks it was okay uh, they had food out. They had, I had a chocolate cream puff. Oh, well, that's good. They, they had those. Those are actually way better than the regular cream puffs. Who was there? Uh, Barry Krieger was there. Mayor Will Reichelt, who was greeting everybody as you walked in the gate. Wow. Gene, mean Gene Cassidy. Well, of course. I mean, he owns the place. And uh, Gene Cassidy's sons, who can't stand me. Really? Yeah. They don't like you? They don't like me at all. What's the that? problem? Because I'm making fun of their dad uh, talking about Beulah elephant ears for sale at the uh, the Big E. Well,
1: you would think they would like that because like, my son would love it yeah. if somebody was making fun of me. Yeah.
2: They're like, oh, man, that's Steve, that's Steve Nagel? You- I ought to punch your lights out. My friend, they never said that. No, I'm just kidding. They really like me making fun of their dad. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gene. Sorry, Gene. But uh, yeah, it was all right. They, it, it wasn't as uh, I haven't been. This is the first time I've been in about six years. Yeah, to that party. I I have missed that party for more than a decade, and uh, it's not a. It wasn't as uh, well. Uh, how would you say it? Attended. Like catered. Catered, not well catered. Well, I mean, like if you're into the drinks, they had the drinks and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, but if you the food, I'm I'm more of a food guy. Well, you got the chocolate cream puff. I got one chocolate cream puff, and then they had these other things that were there were halved avocados. Now, this is a great concept for food. I don't know who did the food, but it's a great concept. It was a half an avocado with like one had chicken salad in it. Okay. Like a dollop. Yeah. One had like a, like a crab salad, and then there was a big giant shrimp on it, which was cool. Sounds, yeah. that sounds good. And then there was another one with like a bruschetta. The only problem with these things is they weren't meant to be eaten standing. <laughs> like they were meant when to you're be like eaten. mingling with people. I tried to pick one up with the tongs, and the whole thing just crumbled yeah. apart in front of me. They didn't have forks or anything. They did, but it wasn't. But you have to understand like the method in picking this thing up. You obviously don't want to grab your hand into the tray. Right. So you use the tongs that are provided. As I grabbed it with the tongs, maybe I squeezed a little too hard. Mm-hmm. But all oh, the bruschetta and all uh, the avocado dripped yes. all over the table. I had to get napkins. There was a service person there helping me out clean up. Was there somebody there to feed Barry? Uh, f- <laughs> Yes, uh, Mike Dobbs. He's, uh, <laughs> he's all right. Very he, good. He did get press credentials for the Big E, though. Well, he so glad- did not get them for the enshrinement at the basketball. I'm academy. glad someone's paying attention to Michael Dobbs. But, he deserves uh, it. But, yes, the Big E media. Bo- and I was like, oh, which booth do they sell these avocado uh, bruschetta uh, things mm. in? Uh, they don't. There is no booth. There's no bruschetta no, avocado. I don't think was an avocado. Like, you yeah. can even get an avocado over there. I don't think you can. Uh, you can get some guacamole that's sure. probably a week old, but Yeah. <laughs> that's how they make the guacamole. They take the old avocados that you had at the media party and know. they churn them up.
0: It's 8:32. Uh, we have news next on Rock 102.
2: This is not an easy 8:34.
0: We're back, excuse me, we're back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Beautiful weather for the opening weekend of the Big E with
1: 70s today and tomorrow and mid-80s on Sunday. Lots of sunshine, which is weird because winter is here already on Mount Washington. And MassLive.com has pictures of the New Hampshire peak already covered in ice. So it's on its way. Just letting you know.
0: That's, uh, I got to tell you, I used to go up to New Hampshire like uh, like every... Columbus Day weekend. You we take the kids out to uh, to Storyland. Mm-hmm. Oh, Storylands a great great uh, great deal of fun. The polar coaster, uh the the log ride. Oh man, mm-hmm. you want to talk about a good time. Good low impact type of uh amusement park for the kids. Nothing that makes make you want to puke. Well, yeah. just, just make sure you get to the log ride before it ices over. That's what I'm saying. Now. Yeah, listen, <laughs> that, that thing chops ice on the way down. Mm-hmm. Is that in the crazy barn? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, anyone who's ever been on the crazy barn, it's not nearly as crazy as you might think. In another story, even though illegal immigrants were dropped
1: off on Martha's Vineyard earlier this week and at the doorstep of Vice President Kamala Harris's residence in Washington, D.C., those illegal immigrants not showing up in Amherst and Northampton, an anonymous caller claiming... He worked in the office of Texas Governor Greg Abbott, saying that buses containing migrants were on their way to Amherst in Northampton. That's not happening. An unsubstantiated
0: claim. Well, you know, if I were if I were from out of town, so to speak, and I and I uh, and I knew they were going to put me on a bus and bring me to Amherst, and I found out that uh, that Judy's restaurant had closed down, I'd be pissed. Yeah, you got to come all that way from Texas. Yeah, all the way from Texas. They're... Oh, I want to get one of them popovers, and you find out it's been shut down. It's like God. You know, I liked being used as a human pawn for political gain for somebody else. <laughs> I'm, I crossed the border yeah. at great risk to myself and my family for one of those popovers at Judy's. Well, it ain't and, happening. And, and now, and now, it's that they've, they've
1: they've shuttered. And we don't have to worry about it in Amherst and Northampton. It's that's, that's not happening.
0: That's it. I'm I'm
1: going back to my country of origin. There you go. That whole thing was a hoax, and a Westfield woman involved in a hoax bomb threat. That she called into the Boston Children's Hospital. Catherine Levy arrested by FBI agents at her home in Westfield. She apparently called in the threat saying, quote, there's a bomb on the way to the hospital. You'd better evacuate everybody, you sickos. End quote.
0: Actually, I think the sicko in this story is the one that called in the bomb threat you, to a children's hospital. You think? Yes. Yes. I do. Yes.
1: Don't know how long she's going to be incarcerated, but she deserves a lot. Yes, she does. Yes. Uh, Massachusetts State Auditor, Suzanne Bump. My bump,
2: my, my bump, bump, my lovely lady bump. bump. What you going to do with all that bump? All that bump inside your trunk.
1: <laughs> she's the only Massachusetts State Auditor with her own theme song, and she's under deadline to certify...
3: <laughs>
0: I'm going to get you, get you drunk. <laughs> all up inside my bump. You know, when she was running for that office yeah. the, a few years yeah. ago... She showed up at the at the, uh, the clam bake, the sheriff's <laughs> clam bake, and uh, she she comes up to me. She somebody introduces her to me, and, and she says, "Hi, I'm Suzanne Bump." And I'm like, "Oh, it's very nice to meet you." But in my head, yeah, you're like in my, my head, bump, my bump, my, my lovely lady bump. What's gonna do with all that bump, all that bump inside my bump?
1: <laughs> well, maybe she'll step it up now and get us our tax money back. She's under a deadline now. Tax revenues uh, apparently by next Tuesday that could be returned to the tune of $3 billion to Bay State taxpayers. Are Are we all getting the same amount? You know, I don't think so. And Charlie Baker, our fine governor, dodging speculation on the exact timeline and the exact amounts while instead advocating for providing Massachusetts residents with immediate
0: financial aid. So, all right, because there's 6.9 million people in Massachusetts. Right. All right, so let's let's just do the math, and I know I know this isn't going to really work out that way, yeah, but yeah. but okay, six.
1: Oh my gosh. Right. And and it's 2.9 billion dollars, by the way. Mm. All right. So in in tax money that could be coming back to us, all right. or a portion of that anyway. Right, it's
0: 2.9 billion, right? Mm-hmm. Billion with a
1: B. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Okay. All right. Let's see if I. No, I uh, I'm sorry. I don't have a nine on <laughs> my calculator. Mm. I'm ruined.
2: That's well, a you, nice. Bump in pay? Did you say bump? My bump. My lovely lady bump. What you gonna do with all that junk? All that bump inside my bump. I'm gonna get you, get you drunk. Get you drunk off of my bump. What you gonna do with all that Uh. ass? All that ass inside them jeans? I'm gonna make you, make you scream, make you scream, make you scream. All right, so if my
0: math is correct and I <laughs> yes. skip the nine on this broken mm. calculator, mm-hmm.
2: that would suggest
0: that maybe, just maybe, we all get four hundred and twenty bucks. Now it's not nice. gonna work out that way. All right. The people that paid the most will probably get the most, and the people who probably paid the least get the least. But mm-hmm. you know, if we're all things being equal, it could be four hundred and twenty bucks apiece. All right. Looking forward to it.
2: What I- you gonna do with all that breast
0: all that breast <laughs> inside that
1: chest <laughs> Do you have a song for Queen Elizabeth? Uh, No. no. no, no. no. Uh, The line to view her coffin had grown to five miles earlier this morning. I told you. It was like a 30-hour wait. Yep. Five miles. Five miles long. That was earlier this morning. And as a result, the line to view the coffin has been cut off or at least delayed. The would-be mourners will be temporarily turned away
0: Mm. for for
1: the next six hours. It's not
0: like she's going anywhere.
1: Right. Yeah, so they're going to have to wait even longer to view the Queen. And along with it, Australians have been suggesting that other iconic Aussie celebrities replace the Queen on the country's money. Because they don't want the Queen on there anymore. huh. They'd rather have Steve Irwin's picture on their money.
0: Olivia Newton-John,
1: yeah. the Queen
2: of Australia. Sure. Um, what happens if you cross Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip? No idea. You die in a car accident in Paris. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> How? That that's gonna leave a mark. Mm. Oh yeah,
2: one on the forehead. And
1: <laughs> back. Hey, as long as we're talking about the monarchy, a UK man rushed to the emergency room last Monday when he was struck by lightning while playing video games in his living room. Thirty three year old Aiden Rowan was on his PlayStation around 10.30 at night when he heard a loud crack followed by a heavy jolting sensation. Five hours later at a hospital, they confirmed he indeed was struck by lightning through the open window while he was playing video games. What are the chances? Million and one shot. Yeah. Ironically, when he was struck, he was playing a game called Stray, where you control a stray cat who is lost in a thunderstorm. Ooh, ironic. Yeah, how about that, huh? Hmm. So be careful when you're around electronics. And there's a thunderstorm going on. An Alabama man, meantime, known for making moonshine on a reality TV show, was taken into custody for making moonshine. 48-year-old Johnny Wayne Griffiths, charged with distillation and manufacture of prohibited liquors and beverages and a Class C misdemeanor of sale of prohibited liquors and beverages. Back in 2020, John Wayne Griffiths, competed on the Discovery Channel's show Moonshiners Master Distiller. This year, his new TV series, Alabama Shine, premiered in August. But I guess you can't star in shows like that, cranking out illegal stuff and expect to get no, away
0: with it. No, they don't let you get away with anything like mm. that. It's
1: 842 with back Stephen Dave. Special guest straight ahead, right?
0: Yep, the uh, the chief of police here in East Longmeadow, Massachusetts, Mark Williams, is going to be here. It's uh, Coffee with a Cop. Coming up on the 24th, we'll tell you all about that in just a few minutes on Rock 102. Get ready for the Barnyard Rock. It's 848 in the cars with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's
1: going be a great weekend starting today with highs in the low to mid-70s. Same thing tomorrow, mid-80s on Sunday, and lots of sunshine. Uh,
0: great event coming up on Saturday the 24th. That's a week from tomorrow. Uh, it's Coffee with a company. in East and in, in the studio to talk about it is uh, Police Chief Mark Williams. Good to see you. Thank you. Good morning absolutely He's uh got coffee
2: with a cop coming up
0: you know it's got this this event has got everything that i i love it's got uh, it's got coffee it's got uh paninis from hot table uh and it's got uh it, it's got uh helicopters so uh, mm. it's got everything tell us about what uh, what's going on
6: yeah well uh thanks for having me here this morning i appreciate it mm-hmm. uh, to talk about our event so we have a uh coffee with a cop event that's really focused around car seat safety um we have a, a couple of certified car seat safety technicians on our staff and they uh, are really motivated to have these events and and provide this service to our community uh, so this is the second event like this that, that we're hosting uh, as you said it's a week from tomorrow Saturday the 24th uh, we've got many great uh, sponsors who are helping us out with the event as you mentioned the mass State Police hopefully weather permitting uh, will be able to bring their helicopter for people to see that uh, Handon County Sheriff's Office should be there with their mounted unit cool uh, it'll be great to see the the horses and and most importantly, uh, is is the ability for anybody to come and uh, have their car seats uh, inspected, make sure they're installed correctly, make sure they have a, a good seat. And, um,
2: I'm gl- and I'm glad you brought that up. Years ago, when uh, I started having kids, and I had to go over to a uh, it was like a I think it was AMR over in Springfield. Yes. But most police departments do offer this service too if you call right and. And, some, do, yes. yeah, some do yeah some do but uh i had them all installed wrong i'm so glad i went and got somebody before i even had the baby yeah. <laughs> to, to, to tell me hey you didn't hook this in right this isn't hooked into the thing and then they show you how to actually do it uh yourself other than other than than just doing it for you
6: you know that's a great yeah. point steve and 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 that's why i would encourage anybody to to stop by you know whether it's you know car seats for your kids your grandkids uh Whatever I think, uh, I think the statistics tell us about three out of four car seats are used improperly. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah, it, mm. and, and and everybody I know who's gone through that technician training uh, comes back and says, "Wow, I yeah. never knew how much <laughs> yeah. there was involved." In it's doing true. This. It, you know, yeah, it's, yeah that's it's a huge it's safety. Fu-
2: thing.
0: It's funny you say that because you know, when when my first when my first daughter was uh, you know, before she was born, we got uh, we got we got a car seat. I remember practicing. To install it, and it was like one of these things that it, it it was a it was a car seat that converted into a stroller, so you had to t- physically take it out every time, you know, you went out of the car with it. Yep. And so the first time I installed it, I remember it's uh it's January, and I'm outside trying to do it, and I am sweating like <clears throat> you cannot believe it was so much work to yeah. figure out how the hell to do this. And you would think, well, th- it's got to be the easiest thing in the world. It's the car seat. Every every kid. Gets one of the no, they are not all that easy to fit in, and and that was about the time when you know tether straps were being you know introduced in in cars, and the hooks were there. Prior to that,
2: they weren't in the in those cars, right? Chief, though, isn't there something nostalgic about the way uh, our dads used to duct tape a baby bath inside the <laughs> back seat and just let us go and uh, you're on I, your own?
6: Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, guys of our generation, uh, I don't, I don't think I saw a car seat until I was, I don't even know, <laughs> in right. my twenties yeah. or thirties. You know, just these right, young remember, kids
0: ruining all these safety I, rules.
6: I, for I, These, I these I kids yeah. today don't know yeah. how
0: much fun it is to sit in the back of a
6: station wagon, untethered to anything. Yeah. No, no, they don't.
1: What are the biggest mistakes people make with these? car seats? What are the ones that you see?
6: Uh, mistakes we see are usually around in, install, installing them properly, mm-hmm. like, like Steve talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, with the prevalence of uh, places you can buy things online, there's a lot of mm-hmm. seats out there that just don't meet uh, federal standards. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So, you know, pe- people trying to maybe save a buck, which I can understand, but uh, they actually don't meet the, the modern U.S. safety standards. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing uh, where we can help out. We actually have a number of car seats that Will be available to be given away at this event. That's uh, cool. Mm. So of all levels. So uh, I literally have pallets of them arriving today. Wow. Uh, maybe even as we speak right now. So did you get uh, them hot? Are they hot? Uh, <laughs> they, the previously I, evidence? Yes. I, you did. got them I off didn't a check of a of a the label
2: on them. So <laughs> you got them off the sure. back of a truck, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, <laughs> I have connections. Yeah. This is uh, East
0: Lomita Police Chief Mark Williams in the studio. It, it, one thing that that I don't think people quite understand, and I don't even know if the laws have changed. As far as you know, weight of the child, you know, forward facing, rear facing booster seats. What is the, what is the recommended uh, you know stipulations on that?
6: Yeah, thank you, Bex. It's it's recommended that uh, uh, kids stay rear facing as long as possible, so um, until they outgrow the height and weight limit of of whatever that seat is designed for. So. Um, it, it's it's really a minimum of the first year of life, but yeah. then, I mean, at the absolute minimum by law. And then it's recommended, you know, as long as possible, as long as this, you, they meet the re, uh, height and weight restrictions of the seat to stay rear-facing. Because we know just from the science that it's, it's safest if you're in a crash. Uh, it's safest if they're rear facing because mm-hmm. the seat can better absorb the impact and protect the head and spine. I'm I sure. drive
2: rear facing. Uh, well,
6: is, yeah. <laughs> that, that may explain a few things. You can
2: things. see my work, my artwork, all over. There's a mural on that guardrail at the end of the street.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and and beyond that, uh, they just it. It's Mass General law actually requires a child in a in some sort of uh, child safety seat you know, whether, you know, rear facing, front facing, booster, mm-hmm. uh, until age eight or until they reach uh, four feet, nine inches in height. Uh, so whichever, uh, you know, the, the height is really the key thing. Um, and also, you know, all children under 13 must wear a seatbelt as well. I mean, as, as are all adults supposed to, but yeah. under 13 is actually a primary enforcement option. So um, and it's recommended that that kids stay in the back at in the back seat at least until age thirteen. As See, well.
2: I miss I miss riding on the shelf of the back, you know, like <laughs> right above the seat. Yeah. Yeah, we had <laughs> this old sedan, and we, my dad used to let me roll around on that thing. Oh man, that was fun. Those were the days. Yeah. Uh, huh? absolutely. Yeah, I miss I miss those uh, old laws that were ignored. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: this is all very well and good. Yeah. You know, the car the car seats are, are important and everything. But let's talk about what's really important. The coffee is from uh, Shelburne Falls Coffee Roasters, and, and the sandwiches are from hot table which are always uh, delicious
6: yes I, I really can't thank our, our sponsors enough uh, you know shelburne falls is, is generously donating the coffee hot table um uh, once again they've sponsored our past events provided food for us uh the owners are really great people uh, local people in town here yep um uh, you know our, our other sponsors uh, we have uh cardamundi uh, is going to be giving us a number of board games, which we'll be giving away to the first 100 families nice. uh, mm. who arrive. So uh, so a, a nice uh, a benefit of arriving early. We have a, a, a nice uh, tool set from Stanley Black & Decker, Lennox Tools here in town, that awesome. they're donating for the event. Um, uh, we're, we're getting help from the Mayberry family of Mayberry uh, Material Handling. They're a great family that always helps us out. Uh, Go Graphics, uh, Tiger Press helped us with uh, publishing uh, flyers for this event. Uh, our friends at the East Long Meadow Health Department uh, will be helping us out. I believe the East Long Meadow Library will also be on on site for uh, with us to uh, give out information as well. That um, so sounds like one a heck of an event yeah, you got going great. on there, yeah. Yes, and then uh, and, and beyond that, i just like to point out, uh, also going on in town that day is Celebrate East Long Meadow, which is uh, being sponsored by the East Long Meadow Rotary Club. That's happening uh, at 11 a.m. down in the center of town near the Rotary. So, uh, I would encourage people who come to our event, uh, Hang around and uh, go visit the Celebrate East Long Meadow event just down the street afterwards.
2: Will, will the construction on Maple
6: Street be done by then? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Today oh. <laughs> Today should be the last day of oh, uh, good. The, he- the heavy lifting. On
2: I the had to walk to Dunkin' Donuts yesterday. <laughs> you know how hard that is?
6: Oh, you should have given me a call. So <laughs> oh, man, I could,
2: man, I could have up. gotten a lift.
6: You could have gotten a police escort <laughs> yeah, over there. Now
2: this is Coffee with a Cop. <laughs> uh,
0: the, the event is happening on Saturday, September 24th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at uh, East Long Meadow High School in the parking lot on uh, 180 Maple Street. Chief uh, Mark Williams, it's great to see you. Best of luck with the, this on the twenty fourth. Thank you. Thank coffee, you, coffee with a cop. It's eight fifty seven. With back, Stephen, Dave, on Rock One. 10-